Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club with me, Jesse Atkinson. It's good having you with us at 7 a.m., everyone. Um, to kick off the show, we're going to start things off with a little weather report. As of yeah, okay. As of six fifty two AM Pacific Daylight Time, it is fifty three degrees outside and cloudy. Today it'll be seventy one and tonight it'll be fifty two. Here's today's forecast for Dallas, Oregon. In the morning it'll be fifty eight degrees with mostly cloudy skies. In the afternoon, it will be 69 degrees with sunny skies. And in the evening, it will be 58 with a clear night. And the overnight, it will be 54 with a clear night. Here's the weather today in Dallas, Oregon. Um, um, the um, sunrise is 7.14 a.m. Sunset is 6.48 p.m. Feels like 53. High and low is 71 and 52, respectfully, as I said earlier. Humidity is 86%. Pressure is up 30.31 inches. Visibility is 10 miles. Wind is, um, what direction is that? Um, I think it's northeast, two miles per hour. Dew point is 49. UV index is 0 of 11. And moon phase is once again awaiting Gibbous. Air quality index is good. Is considered satisfactory and air pollution poses little or no risk at number 14. Here's the daily forecast. Today it'll be 71 degrees. On Thursday it'll be 79 with sunny skies. Friday it'll be 83 degrees with sunny skies. Saturday on the 7th it'll be 81 with sunny skies. And Sunday, it'll get a little bit cooler with 74 degrees with partly cloudy skies. Isn't that nice? Although I think those temperatures are really off, though, considering that it's at this point might as well be cold now. Cause it might as well be cold. I we just got ourselves electric blankets now because of the, um, you know what I mean. <laughs> but, yeah, um... So I don't know why it's saying it's so warm. Um, hmm. Oh well. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and read a national news story while we're at it. <clears throat> I'll be back soon. Yeah, like I care. <laughs> Twenty-eight fall mustaches from Ray. You will wish you had bought sooner. Nah. (sighs) 
Late night hosts face a big challenge. Like what? Let's read this. Here's an opinion by Bill Carter. Late night hosts jumping back in after five months while their show's facing huge challenges. This is an opinion by Bill Carter, courtesy of CNN. This was up published 1.45 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Monday, October 2nd, 2023. Here's the editor's note. Bill Carter covered the media business for more than 25 years at the New York Times. He has also been a contributor to CNN and the author of four books about television, including The Late Shift. He was the Emmy-nominated writer of the HBO film adaption of that book as well. The opinions expressed his commentary on are his own and did not reflect the views of Tricky Fox Radio. You can also view more opinion on CNN at cnn.com slash opinions. From CNN. Well, let's see what's on the news. Let's see what's in the news. It's been five months, five months since the hosts of late night television shows have had the opportunity to deliver the traditional stand-up monologues that have been, for almost 70 years, the comic commentary on the daily events of American life. They ought to be ready to find something to joke about. The four broadcast network versions of the classic late night show return Monday night following the end of the writer's strike. That means two Jimmies, a Seth and Steven, Kimmel, Fallen, Myers, and Colbert will be back on stage in front of the cameras. Plenty of opportunity still awaits, but also a lot of questions beginning with no matter how funny it all is, will people even care? The recent story of late night television has been dominated by diminishment. The major late night franchises, which also include The Daily Show on Comedy Central and perhaps the most durable of all, Saturday Night Live, have seen a plummet in advertising revenue from about $700 million in 2018 to just over $400 million in 2022. Of course, that decline was driven by steep fall-offs in viewership. Ashwin Naveen, chief executive of research group Samba TV, was quoted in the New York Times saying, The major late-night shows have suffered audience losses of as much as 50%. The reason is that Leonard Television as a business and a way of life has been sliding towards irrelevance. Viewing habits, especially those of younger Americans, have gravitated towards other video sources headed by streaming services and the internet. The counter-argument on behalf of Late Night is that it remains on almost unduplicable form of original and almost unduplicable form of original pure television. Variants of the form, usually lacking the element of talkability, have been tried, tried on streaming with little to no success. Late night is a form of entertainment in which humidity is built in. It shares that with sports and news, two of the last remaining nationalities for Leonard Television. It is a perishable comedy best consumed fresh, which is like missing all those tantalizing comedy premises over the past five months has been so frustrating.
So what are the odds the late night hosts will have something to say about everything they missed? Indeed, the basic rhythm of life for late night writers, which include the hosts themselves, has been built around surveying the news of the day, find the big items that scream out for mockery, and a sprinkling of weird items from the fringes of the news, animal stories, bizarre records, celebrity embarrassments, and generating between 10 and 20 jokes that seem elemental form. Set up, pause, punchline, and before a five month long strike, the worst thing that could happen to late night writers was a string of uneventful news days. That's no longer a worry though, if anything, the writers and hoes have probably been exacerbated at the fire hose of potential material they may, they may have missed out on exploiting. And if you caught the first late night show back, last week tonight with John Oliver, you got just a few glimpses of the comic riches available during the past five months. England crowned Charles the King, you remember that? No chance for late night democracy possibility in purple broad access. New York rep George Santos, already a late-night favorite for his serial fabulisms, pleaded not guilty to 13 federal charges, from alleged misuse of campaign funds to lying about his own finances. Gold opportunity missed as well. Republican rep Warren Bo Bobert was caught on tape at a performance of the musical Beetlejuice during a doing a version of the hand drive with a date a special favorite of Oliver on Sunday night. The possibilities there would have been endless. Hunter Biden had a plea deal. Then he didn't. Then he was indicted on free charges. All the while, be mentioned more times on Fox News than commercials for Parasmith's remedies. A guy, Fanny Prahuzzi, leading a private mercenary group named for a German opera composer, Richard Wagner, Wagner, the idol of Russia's existential enemy, Adolf Hitler, decided to start insurrection against Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, even though he used to be Putin's chef, or caterer at least, and he got to the point of taking over Russian military facilities, only to back off on marching to Moscow, which led to his supposed exile in Paris. He later ended up on an unfortunate ride on a private jet that crashed. Two movies, one about a plastic doll called Barbie, the other about nuclear destruction called Oppenheimer, electrified the moribund film industry by opening the same week and blowing up the box office. Barbie became the first movie directed by a woman, Gerda Gerwig, suppress one billion dollars in sales. A massive culture phenomenon, Barbenheimer went unobserved un by late night. A former president of the United States was also addicted three times. One for obstructing justice and refusing to return classified documents. One for conspiracy to steal the election in the state of Georgia and once for trying to overthrow the entire American democratic system of government. All between June and August. Late night writers who have composed probably more jokes about Donald Trump than any other figure in history were mute on every juicy legal development. 
And Taylor Swift was also going to football games featuring her rumored new boyfriend, Travis Kells. At least the shows will get a crack at the last one, presuming the romance survives a Jets game, that is. Of course, throwing a five-month separation to the already troubled romance is generally not a way to sustain a long-term commitment. But at least the main hosts remain fully engaged, at least. They proved that with their collaboration on a Strike-inspired podcast called Strike Force 5, which reminded anyone who listened in why Kimmel, Fallon, Colbert, and Myers, which is also joined by Oliver, are pleasant and very funny company to spend an hour with. They're all back. Please enjoy them while you can. And I do apologize for going over, guys, but I really wanted to read that, though. Um, so there you go. Um, forgot to turn that off, but it's fine. Um, I'll turn it on. Any turn, uh, turn it off. I mean, um, anyway, let me go ahead and put some commercials in really quick. I'll just put it in two, I guess. Um, Alright, that worked good enough. I'll let the music be a surprise for you guys. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. Alright, I'm back, guys. That was Jumpin' by Pitbull and Little John. Before that was Charlie XCX. Speed Drive. And now it is 7.20 a.m. And it is now time for TMZ Celebrity News. Alright. Janelle Evans and David Eason suspected of child neglect after Jace's latest runaway, exclusive to TMZ. Ex-teen mom star Janelle Evans' oldest son has disappeared one too many times for authorities not to investigate the adults in his home, which we're told they're now officially doing. Law enforcement sources are telling TMZ Janelle and her husband, David Eason, are currently under investigation for child neglect after 14-year-old Jace's latest disappearance. Remember, he was reported as a missing person last week, and thankfully, he was found soon after. However, he reportedly already gone missing twice before that. Something that Janelle has attributed to him just being a rebellious teen. Sources with direct knowledge tell us it could be more and serious than just that. And the reason Janelle and David are in in investigators' crosshairs is because Jace apparently told cops David allegedly assaulted him. We're told that after his most recent fleeing attempt, the kid was found to have visible marks on his neck and arm. Our sources also said the alleged assault is believed to have gone down at someone else's home. And there's ring camera footage that police and CPS now have in their possession. Of course, if there's any evidence of physical abuse, The current investigation could lead to serious charges, after all. But for the time being, though, it's just an investigation for child neglect, at least. Janelle had Jace with with her first baby daddy 
Andrew Lewis, but we're told she has primary custody and has it for years now. Some have questioned whether that should remain the case and all these troubling developments. We've reached out to Janelle and David for comments, but so far, no word back. Oh well. Anyway, next story. Martina Navralivia blasts Howland's video with Drag Queen. Pathetic parody of women. Martina Navralivia, hard name to pronounce by the way, so forgive me, was clearly furious with an interview interior secretary Deb Holland did with a drag queen earlier this week who was painting it as a pathetic parody of women. Holland's video with Patty Gania, environmentalist who's described herself as a professional homosexual in the past, was posted to Politician's X page on Monday in order to celebrate LGBT History Month. In the clip on X, Holland could be seen talking with Gania outside on the, of the Stonewall National Monument in New York City in an effort to highlight its importance into American history. I can at least read what the tweet says. It says right here on X, to celebrate LGBT History Month, I joined outdoor advocate and climate movement icon Patty Gania discuss how places like Stonewall NPS helped tell our country's full and honest story. Isn't that nice? Well, I hope so. <laughs> but we'll see. Navrovivia, however, was obviously not a fan of the content, going after it with a scathing tweet on Tuesday. Is this a joke? A 66-year-old tennis legend wrote. The pathetic parody of women continues. When one fan responded, Butch lesbians always face the same derision. Not really a woman. We should all embrace each other. And this is a drag queen, not a trans person. They're certainly not trying to pass for female. Navratovia immediately fired back with yet another tweet. And how exactly are we supposed to know the difference? She wrote. And please do not compare males to butch females. Thank you. <laughs> Navratolvia, who is openly gay though, did not expound on her issue with the video even further. But she has been vocal, however, in the past about barring transgender women about fr from competing in female sports, arguing on multiple occasions. That is all unfair to biological women, that is. So, yeah, um... Next up, Jamie Lee Spears, who's been booted off Dancing with the Stars. For whatever reason, I don't know, but we'll see. Jamie Lynn Spears is going home after Dancing with the Stars judges and fans showed her the door in just the second round of the season's competition. The former Zoe 101 star came up short relative to her fellow dancers on Tuesday night's show. She and her partner, Alan Burstan, 
were eliminated after falling into the bottom two of the night, along with ex-football star Adrian Peterson. Jamie Lynn's mixed nixing certainly came to as a shock. Nixing came certainly as a, came as a shock to judges, who gave her a 16 out of 30 for their cha-cha routine. Derek Cow even called the elimination a shocker. He also said earlier in the night that their moves were a big improvement for last week, after all. Now, as we reported, Jamie Lynn performed a tango last week, getting only 15 out of 30 in her Dance with the Stars debut. Her mom, Lynn, yep, Lynn Spears, that's right, was cheering for her on the sidelines, and while her sister, that's right, Britney Spears, yeah, was absent. Well, that was to be suspected, though. Oh, well, but, and also, she was completely unmentioned on the show. Well, poor boo-hooer. <laughs> but anyway, we learned Britney was given a heads up, though, that as her little sis was going to be on season 32 of the competition series, at least. And she actually took the news pretty well. And by the way, Britt's ex-husband, Kevin Federline, said, said he was rooting for Jamie Lynn all the way from Hawaii, at least. No word if he actually cast a vote for her, though, at least. Now, sources close to production told us that Jamie Lynn was able to rehearse at a studio near her, near her home in Tennessee before the show began last week making it easy for her to balance her dancing with a, with being a, n- a mother or two. Silver lining, she's able to return to full-time mommy mode now that Dancing with the Stars is behind her now. And TMZ Celebrity News is behind us now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yep, TMZ Celebrity News is behind us now as well. Because it is almost 10.30, so I need to get some commercials in here, okay? So there you go. Okay, I think that might work. Actually, let me try something here, because songs are pretty short. Um... We'll work with that. Um, if I hurry up, maybe I can get some music in. Uh, baby, don't hurt me. That's my David Gutter, by the way. And maybe Makeaba. Yeah, we could work with that. Um, actually. Let me play makeup at first, and after that I'll play, um, Shore Thing. Actually, no, I'll probably have to play, um, a shorter song. I stand corrected. Um, actually, let me play Jaded. Actually, no, that's way too long. Um, okay, anyway, um, I'll make it be a surprise. You're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back. 
That was Jane Makeba, and before that was Corley Players. I could have swore if I had enough time to play certain songs, but I found out I was burning off a lot of time, actually. So there you go. Um, but anyway, um, this segment is going to be about food talk, and now they have a new part called Top 100 Comfort Food Recipes. Chilly weather calls for snuggling up under a blanket with some seriously satisfying eats. Now, you can have a different dish every night, perfect for a family of four or a party of one. Let's check out some of these, shall we? Um, let's see which one I would like. Uh, meatloaf. Sausage gravy. Ooh, the best pork chops. Let's check this one out. I don't know why it does that, but oh well. Good enough for me. My dad swears my sister makes the best pork chops in the world. That's a long recipe name, but oh well. My sister learned the basic flour mix on her former mother-in-law who grew up in Carversville, Missouri. My sister kept hearing Emerald say how well garlic went with pork. So she added it to her seasoning mix. Isn't that nice? Let me check. Yeah, okay. My dad still swears that my maternal grandmother, that was his formal mother-in-law, by the way, made the best fried chicken ever. He was born in 1919. She was the eldest daughter and second of ten children, seen more, raised on a farm outside the town of a Black Oak, Arkansas. Even after when my parents divorced, Dad was occasionally invited to eat Grandmommy's fried chicken. He always relished those meals and still talks about them today. <clears throat> my grandmother never told anyone except my grandfather. Her secret to brighten her chicken, but she did tell my sister her trick to fry it. My sister has incorporated that method into her pork chop recipe now. Less. Here is the pork chop recipe, guys. It is ready in 15 minutes. That's pretty quick. There's eight ingredients, and it serves two to four. Here's the ingredients. One pound of pork chop. One and one half cups of flour, one tablespoon of garlic powder, one and a half tablespoon of salt, one teaspoon of pepper, one teaspoon of seasoning salt. You'll also need water. Please make sure to use milk, buttermilk, or egg wash. That can be substituted if you need to. And don't forget the oil for frying. Here are the directions. Step 1. Mix the dry ingredients in a resealable bag. In their words, a Ziploc bag. Step 2. Rinse the pork chops under running water. Toss them into a Ziploc bag and shake it to coat them well. Step 3. In a cast iron skillet, cook the chops in enough oil to come one and a half way up this side of the chops. Now for example, one inch chops need one and a half an inch of oil on medium high heat for approximately four minutes each side or until golden brown. Step four. 
for the last 30 seconds of cooking, the second side, you increase the heat to high to cook the grease out of it. Grandmommy's secret for fried chicken, by the way. <laughs> and step five, blots on paper towels before serving. I believe that's it. It's a very simple recipe, actually. I'm really shocked. For how secret it is, actually, it's pretty simple. I'm surprised. It looks pretty good, I will admit that. Ooh, slow cooker baked potatoes. What's this? Okay. Baked potatoes from the crock pot. This is a great way to have baked potatoes ready when you come home. I own two crock pots. In one I have my meat and the other I have a vegetable. Some type of cider dessert. You can create a whole meal in the crock pot, you know. This is ready in four hours and five minutes. Of course it is in the crock pot, so that's kind of obvious. And there's just two ingredients and it serves ten. The two ingredients are ten to twelve small baking potatoes and aluminum foil. Step one, stab the potatoes with a fork. Step two, wrap each in foil. Step three, fill the crock pot with potatoes. Step four, cover and cook on high for two, one and a half to four hours. Step five, Please do not add water. Step six. The cooking time will depend on how big your potatoes are, though. Step seven. Use your best judgment, please. Step eight. It doesn't hurt to cook them for the four hours anyway. And step nine. For large potatoes, I have cooked five to six on low for eight to ten hours. And they still turn out perfectly. And that's it. Yep. There's that, I guess. Um, is there anything else here? Um, I might just stop here, guys, because I don't want to burn off in there the time here. But last segment, I really was burning off enough time. Yeah. We'll call it. Um, anyway, um, next segment that's coming up is Pokemon News. By the way, I want to do something cool for that one. Um, since Aunt Lou's not going to be here at 8 a.m., I can use my phone so I can show you something. Well, kind of, sort of. Um, I just got to do something here really quick. Um, it is all assisted. <laughs> Sorry for being quiet, guys. I know I should be talking more often during these segments, but oh well. There we go. 
I think I might actually have enough time for music if I hurry up. I believe I put four minutes of ads in. Um, let me see here. Um, there's a certain song I actually want to put in, so I have to put in a two-minute song. I think I'll just put in, um, actually, no, um... Actually, let me try Baby Don't Hurt Me. I think the song I'm looking for is actually in the 2000s. Um, I guess we can do, um... Actually, hold on, I'll scroll down. Okay, maybe that'll work. Um, anyway, um... Coming up will be possibly, maybe, David Gunna and Marie and Coyrelay, Baby Don't Hurt Me. Very unlikely, though, because I, uh, I just realized Gives You Hell by All American Rejects, which is the next song I'll be playing, by the way. And um, it's from Pokemon, by the way. I'm a nerd, let's face it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um... So very likely I might play like a different song, but it depends. I have to start the commercial break soon, guys, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for uh, Wednesday, October 4th, 2023. Coming up is Pokemon News. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. Appeal to hear it that well. Uh, yeah, I've dismissed that. Um... Let me pull up Pokemon Go on my phone here. I don't know if you can hear that um, very well, but it should be cool music, by the way. Here's a Pokemon I haven't caught yet. It's Spagrano. It's the uh, grass-type starter from uh, Paldea and Scarlet and Violet. Let's feed a raspberry so we can calm it down. Okay, that's going to be a little bit tricky. Uh, let me try a great ball. Okay, that's still going to be a little bit difficult. One. Two. Okay, it's incorrect. We caught it after all. Alright, we've restored it to the Pokédex. Yep. It's a combat power of 353. There's Eevee. There's my Eevee over there. Alright, let's catch this Starly. Air feed a raspberry to calm it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that didn't even work. <laughs> Try that again. Are you dummy? There you go. That's better. Oh, I stand correct. It didn't work. Let's try a great ball. Nope. Let's try there, Barry. Okay. Now it's green. Nice. Oh, I catch it. Though. Oh, yes. Yep. Gotcha! Sorry it was caught! Best your Pokédex! 
Then I got eight Starly Candy. Ooh, there's a Hitman top around here. That's interesting. find more Pokestops to get more research guys just saying that's the only way I can find more research is visiting more Pokestops so we're going back out there now um yeah um Pokemon I just started recently playing Pokemon Go again um it's a really fun game guys and it's really addicting um it does eat the battery pretty bad, though, because it uses your um, location a lot. Um, mainly because it needs access to your location so it knows where you're going and how many miles you've walked and blah, 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 whatever. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> but it is really addicting still. Really fun to play. I will admit that. Um, it's really addicting, actually. I'm sorry to like it more and more now. <laughs> But yeah, um, so um, I played on my new iPhone SC there. Um, yep, I just upgraded to a newer iPhone. It's the iPhone SE 2022 model. Um, I even went as far as putting the other SIM card in to get a better um, cellular signal in it. Because the older SIM card, I was leading to believe that the older SIM card was really having problems with a cellular signal. And at this point, I think I was right. Um, so, yeah, this newer phone does rock better. Um, it also is actually the first phone I ever owned that actually has 5G connectivity. In fact, it's the first phone in this house, actually, overall, in general, that has um, 5G connectivity, believe it or not. Because, um, believe it or not, no one else's house at all doesn't have a 5G phone. I'm the only one in this house right now, currently, that actually has a 5G-capable phone, which I kind of find very interesting. But anyway, um, enough of that um, gloat there. Um, <laughs> I guess I could at least see if there's anything I haven't read yet on this website here. Um... Uh, I remember... Let's at least read this thing about the match ball at McDonald's. Um, I can read about this at least. Um, Pokemon TCG. Match battle returns to McDonald's Happy Meals. Collect special Pokemon TCG booster packs and play a fun battle game in the latest Happy Meal. Be prepared for some friendly Pokemon competition to break out at McDonald's as the Pokemon train card game Match Battle returns to the restaurant's Happy Meal. For October 16, 2023, there's still 12 days, by the way, Pokemon fans who purchase the Happy Meal receive everything they need to take part in a fun, easy-to-play match battle. This includes a special four-card Pokemon TCG booster pack and a game coin featuring either Pikachu or a fan-favorite Pokemon from the Paldea region. The cards found in the booster packs feature Pokemon including Pikachu, Sprigato, which I caught, Klaxia, which I also caught, Fukokoka, which I caught, 
all three of those I now have on Pokemon Go, by the way. Cloth, Clutian, and more. There are 15 cards to collect, so trade your friends and see how many you can find. The Happy Meal also includes a digital activity that's accessible through a QR code on the Happy Meal box, or at happymeal.com that lets you solve puzzles featuring some of the Pokemon you find, you'll find on the Pokemon TCG Match Bell cards. Go ahead, test yourself to see how quickly you can defeat each challenge. Have fun battling trainers! And there's a bunch of pictures here showing the cards of the um, Pokemon here. But, yeah, yeah. I think that will do it for this segment, guys. Um, I know, I know. It was kind of a little bit off, but... Hey, it was kind of fun, I guess. We were talking about cool stuff, I guess. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and put some commercials in. Um... <clears throat> start with that one. Yeah, we'll do three minutes of commercials this time, I guess. Just because I want to play uh, more music this time. I think we'll play What Was I Made For by Billy Ellis first. I think after that... If I can find a longer song, um... Maybe I could play Die For You, I don't know, um... Actually, I could play a... Hmm... Yeah, we'll have to put in there a commercial one after all. Actually, maybe not. Let me play Helen back. Actually, no, um... Paint the Town Red, we'll play Doja Cat Paint the Town Red. And, um, Dance Night by Dua Lipa. That might work, guys. We'll see. If it doesn't, I'll probably have to change the queue a little bit, but we'll see what happens. But anyway, that was Pokemon News. In the next segment, um, I'm trying to figure out what the page will say. Um, looks like the next segment's gonna be New Movies Out Now. So stay tuned. New Movies Out Now is coming up after the commercial break. You're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Howlin' Back by Bacar. And before that was Doja Cat, Paint the Tail Dread. Anyway, it is now time for uh, news about the new movies out now. And I got the Fandango page up now. And let's talk about um, a cool movie that everyone's talking about at the moment. Um, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie from 2023. That's this year, by the way. This is an animated film, by the way. It's rated PG. It's an hour and 32 minutes. It's not certified fresh, but it is well-received still. It has a fresh rating of 84% and a good audience rating of 94% so a lot of people actually like this movie. I might just wait for it to come out on streaming. I think since it's released by 
Nickelodeon, it'll very likely be on Paramount Plus, but we'll see. <laughs> um, it says right here, when a magical meteor crash lands in Adventure City, yeah, it gives the Paw Patrol pup superpowers, transforming them into the Mighty Pups. For Sky, the smallest member of the team, her new powers are a dream come true. But things take a turn for the worse when the pup's arch rival, Hum, hum Delinger, breaks out of jail and teams up with Victoria Vance, a meteor obsessed mad scientist, to steal the superpowers and turn themselves into supervillains. With the fate with the fate of Avengers City hanging the balance, the Mighty Pups have to stop the supervillains before it's too late, and Sky will need to learn that even the smallest pup can make the biggest difference, you know. The genre is animated and family. It was released back on September 29th of 2023. There's videos available. The director is Cal Brunker. It stars Kristen Bell as Jeanette, James Marsden as Hank, McKenna Grace as Sky, <coughs> Tari P. Henson as Victoria Vance. Um, she's played as a bunch of villains. She's even played as one of the Vicious Six in, um, um, in, um, what was that movie called? Minions, The Rise of Gru. Yep. Marseille Martin as Liberty. And Christian Convery as Chase. Um, it is playing at the Independent Cinema today. Um, let's take a look at Friday, though. Um, yep, Independent Cinema. I don't think it's playing here in Dallas, though. So you'll have to actually go to Independent. So you'll have to go out of town to see it. But the closest one is in Independence, though. It's playing at 12.15, 1.45... 2.30, 4.45, and 7 p.m. respectfully. Those are all p.m. showings, by the way, in Independence. That's 9.5 miles away from Dallas. That's on October 6th, by the way. That would have been a Friday. And there's also a two-movie collection on Voodoo for the Paw Patrol two-movie offer. And you get $5 off for Fandango if you qualify. But, yeah, um, apparently there's a link to NBC's Peacock. Is Fandango owned by, um, NBC now, I wonder? Eh, who knows? It doesn't look like it is. It looks like it's owned by, um, Voodoo, but I think that's just an affiliate of Vandango, though. Is Voodoo is just affiliated with Fandango? I think Peacock is just a. I think that's just an ad there. I think it is too. Yeah. Here's a new movie that's coming out. It's called Renaissance, a film by Beyonce. Who was this? It's not rated, though, and movie times will start on Thursday, November 30th. 
Where is it going to be playing at? Well, looks like it's mainly going to be playing in Salem. So if you want to go see this movie, very likely you'll have to go to Salem. And supposedly this is probably a special film. Um, I wonder who made this film. Um, yeah, it looks like it's a special event film. I'm not sure who released it. Let me see the poster here. Okay, yeah, that's not going to expand even further. Um, I can't tell what that company name is, but I don't think it's going to say. Um, <clears throat> but I think this is probably one of those, um, oh, what do you call it, um, special um, movies that only, like, the regional um, theaters carry, the bigger theaters. And on top of all that, these films cannot be um, refunded for some reason. I mean, it even says here these concert event tickets cannot be refunded or exchanged. Don't know why, but oh well. But so that's probably why they're because usually when they're not refunded or exchanged, that usually means it's a special event that you can't get your money back. Usually they really want your money, and usually those events Independence doesn't want to play so. Yeah, so yeah, these will definitely be only playing in Salem, so, um, but yeah, Salem isn't that far away, but it's still a little bit further away than Independence, though, but, um, the closest one is the Cinnabar on Marion Street in Salem, and it's at 7pm and 10.30pm, but you will get, but once you pay, there's no turning back, you won't be able to get your money back. And it is a special event. Plus the regional Sandy Am and the one over by the um, Lambert Town Center, formerly Lancaster Mall. The one over by Lancaster has more show times. They have one by um, at 7, 8, 10, 30, 11, 30 p.m. Plus they have um, reserved seating, but no passes, and recliner seats, stadium seating, and it's a special event, excuse me. But still, no refunds or exchanges. Kind of find that unfortunate, really, but that's just how the way things go, I guess. Very unlikely I'll go see that, though, but oh well. But, um, yeah, and believe it or not, most of these are mainly just, um, horror flicks, though. Um, hell, it's even showing a film exclusively on the Peacock, though. And actually, it's just a redirect to Fandango movie ticket, so I don't know why that's... That's weird. I think I'm just gonna go ahead and stop it there. We pretty much covered a little bit enough as it is. Um, yeah, uh, As I said, there isn't really a lot of good movies playing right now, guys. And there there's gonna be like a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that's coming out. But it hasn't came out quite yet, but it'll come out soon. But, I don't know if I want to see that, though. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, um, coming up in the next segment is... Um, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, we're going to read one more new national news story, plus a brief weather report. But first, got to put some commercials in. I just got to hurry up and do it.
Alright, there we go. If I hurry up, maybe I can get some music in. I put in more minutes of music, so I can probably put in two three-minute songs. I'll put in Billy Ellis, finally, well, as I made four. I think for the next one, I think... I think... Um, let's see here. Um, I think Miley Cyrus Flowers might be able to suffice. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go away. That was Flowers by Miley Cyrus. Before that was What Was I Made For by Billy Ellish from Barbie. And I just want to let you in on something. Um, I apologize if there's some cutting out here and there if you're listening on the On Demand podcast. Apparently what's going on is the program we're using to record this um, program is being weird, so it's not being very friendly of me, unfortunately, so I do apologize. Maybe it just needs updating or something. But anyway, I did say I was going to read national news, but I didn't really want to read about stuff on CNN. It just seemed too depressing. So, I wanted to read something else. Instead, we're going to read something on my website for our radio station website on Tricky Fox Radio. Top movies of 2023 so far. Here's a list of the best-selling films of 2023 and my opinions on them. Alright, here we go. Number one, Barbie, released by Warner Brothers. I have no idea how this movie became so hugely popular, but it did seem a little funny, though. But, in all honesty, there was a lot of man-hate in this movie, so it wasn't really my most favorite, unfortunately. But, at least the music made up for it, at least, right? Nah, not really, because <laughs> they were talking over it. Anyway, number two... A Super Mario Brothers movie, this time released by Universal, regarded as one of the best animated video game film adaptions ever made. My second best is the Pokemon franchise, by the way. <laughs> but the animation could have done some extra work. Oh well, maybe Nintendo wanted a retro design, I guess. <clears throat> Number three. Oppenheimer, released also by Universal. I haven't seen this film yet, but from what I've heard, it's really good. Maybe the local library will have it someday on DVD. But I'll probably have to find that stupid purple bag of stuff before I can check out anything else. It is the truth. Anyway, enough not-so-fun stuff. Number four, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 released by Disney. This was actually released by Marvel back in May of this year. This movie was considered to be a masterpiece by many. Quill, Mantis, Groot, Drax, along with Nebula, and believe it or not, yes, Gamora, who works for the Ravagers now, teams up with the rest of the crew to help save Rocket from the high evolutionary excuse me, Someone of pure evil who creates an alternate planet with his creations and wants to kill Rocket in order to get his brain, which contains all the knowledge he wants so bad. Yep. 
Number five, Fast X, released by Universal. This is in there when I haven't seen, so I can't give you my opinion on it. Sorry. Boo-hoo. <laughs> anyway, number six, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, released this time by Sony. This is a two-part movie, by the way. This is about part one. Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man in his world. But things start heating up when the spot is discovered. He is revealed to be an Alchemex scientist and was nearly killed by the Collider when it was destroyed by Spider-Man, but can create holes to other dimensions, hence his name, The Spot. One day, Miles travels through the portal that Gwen goes through and disrupts a canon event that could disrupt the entire multiverse. Also, it's revealed that the spider that bit Miles in the first movie actually came from Earth-42, and it was supposed to not bite Miles on his Earth-1610. Had it not happened, the original blonde Spider-Man, Peter Parker, would still be alive. Miles manages to escape the Spider Society, but is captured by Aaron Davis and himself, now as the Prowler on Earth-42, where the spider from the first movie had originally came from. Alright, number seven, The Little Mermaid by Disney. From what I've seen, it's just standard typical fare for a live-action Disney film. Not really as good as compared to the animated film back in the 90s, but hey, here was The Lion King. <laughs> and last but not least, number eight, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1, from Paramount. I'm surprised this film didn't make a huge projection that I thought it would. But, oh well. But anyway, in this film, Ethan Hunt partners with Grace to possibly save the world from destruction. A second part is currently in the works, I believe, and will very likely be released next year or in 2025. And that is it, I believe, because after that it shows an ad for, um, for something about the NHTSA, um, yeah. Yep, that's it. Unfortunately. But, um, yeah, um, let's go ahead and read some weather here, um, if it can load. There we go, looks like it will, um... Right now it is 54 degrees with few clouds. Yep. Wednes later today it'll be 70 degrees with scattered clouds. Thursday it'll be 75 degrees with clear sky. Friday it'll be 79 degrees with clear sky. Saturday it's going to be 81 degrees with clear sky. Sunday it'll be 75 with overcast clouds. Monday, it'll be 57 with moderate rain. And Tuesday, it'll be 66 degrees once again. Well, once with light rain. And that's your um, forecast, courtesy of, uh, of Tricky Fox Radio. So, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Anyway, I think that will do it for the morning show, guys. Um, the morning club, that is. Uh, let me go ahead and feed up some commercials to 
to um, conclude it, um, let's see what we got here. Um, we'll start with that. I think I'll do a three minute commercial because there is a certain song I want to finish it off with. Um, Play David Kushner Daylights. Oh, I don't know why I do that. Oh well. And Rima and Selena Gomez, calm down. It's not quite to do the commercial quite yet, but might as well get it over with while I can. Because why not? Anyway, that will do it for the Tricky Fox Radio Morning Club for, um,. For Wednesday, October 4th, um, 2023. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed your morning as much as I did. Apologize if there's been some cutouts in the on-demand episode. I hope there wasn't, but you know what? Sometimes technology can't keep up with everything, guys. Just saying, but... Oh, well. Um... But I guess that's just how the way things go, I guess. But hopefully it'll turn out, still turn out as good as you want it to be. Um, probably not how I want it, but hopefully it'll be fine how you want it. But we'll see. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening to Tricky Fox Reading Morning Club. I might be back on Thursday on the 5th. We'll see what happens. But anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I might see you tomorrow morning, guys. Thanks for listening to Tricky Fox Reading Morning Club. See you guys later. Bye-bye, everyone.